Oh yeah, I've done that before. Essentially, that shit was. I'm Mike. Yeah. Now we're rolling. I'm Aaron Standing. And Aaron Standing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What Sorry, up, everybody? Yes. <laughs> How's it going, family? And welcome back to the ramen. Welcome back to the conversation. I'm really glad that you guys are joining us. I know we've been a little bit on the MIA side, but I mean, you know, we're following the rules here. If people are getting sick out there and there's lockdowns, then the studio is going to shut down. He's going to shut down a studio, okay? Just like in your own house. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> work. I didn't even come to my fucking garage. You didn't? No, I'm just kidding. No. It, it was really cold, so I didn't. It is, it is really cold. <laughs> we we got the heater in here. It's a fucking garage, and I don't have a proper heater. Roaches in here and yet. ramen. This is a Roaches yeah. ramen studio, buddies. Okay, so what's up? Anyway, still welcome back. Many reasons why we were absent in the uh, month of November. There was this big, giant, stupid election that happened, and I didn't want to really, like, uh, you know? And then real life hit. Like, at that moment, I started doing different things at work, and I needed to, you know, things got shut down, so I was like, I need to get a little bit more cash, and I'm pretty sure everybody got to get their hustle on, like like how we always talk about here. But um, I needed to... Uh, to hit hit those side jobs a little more and it got too busy and that's just what it is we talked about that in the second episode like hey sometimes we're going to be able to come here mm-hmm. and sometimes we're not uh, yes do we want to continue to have a lot of content of course of course we're not gonna we want to make sure we can get to your ears we can get to your days but anyways i hope everybody's doing great i'm ready for fucking christmas I mean, November, I saw my family. My family's coming up. Yeah. You know, California, a lot of families coming up. And speaking of family, again, I would like to introduce my good friend, our good friend, Aaron Garcia. Yeah, everybody. Aaron. It's me. Dude, that, dude, thank you so much for coming. Oh, dude. dude. Seriously, and thank you for yes. being, thank no, being, being, thank being you at Roaches Ramen. Stay at your house, Joe. Oh, you're welcome. Having a good time. It's fun. music out here. And, I get uh, to take time off. Dude, you guys were in the trenches. <laughs> you guys yeah. were in the trenches, dude. You, you guys hit it hard. You know, um, if, like, <clears throat> some of you will know, some of you that don't know, these guys have been playing music for such a long time, heavy music for such a long time. They've known each other for such a long time. And the reason why we're here today together is because now we knew each other back then, uh, and we were young and reckless, and now we are 10 years in, 12 years in, and now we're the adults and we're adulting, and now we're chilling. You know, <laughs> Still we were, reckless. Still reckless a little bit. A little reckless, but, um, but, but I'm just glad that you're here. Oh, dude. Yes. Dude, seriously, yeah, like, glad to make it's a trip. Cool dude. To get out of California for a little bit. Yeah. I'm used to traveling pretty often. Yeah. So it's just, it's good to just finally get out of the state and be able to chill and do something dude. else aside from working or, yeah. you know, tell not us, working. Tell <laughs> us, tell us what you do, man. I want people to know what you're all about. Uh, why do you travel so much? And, you know, besides music, why, why are you traveling so much and why you, uh, I've been tattooing for five years now okay. at Dark Horse Tattoo in Los Angeles, yeah. and then uh, probably as a whole around nine nine years Dang, total dude. now. Yeah, it's almost a decade, which is kind of crazy saying it out loud. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, that's the, that's the beauty about these these podcasts when you do them, like, and then you you start kind of like 
hearing your thought come out, then it kind of gives you almost a small epiphany of like, damn, like yeah. it's been that long? Yeah. yeah. Dude, it's been like, whoa, what the fuck? Dude, time just goes, Like dude. when we were talking about how long we actually knew each other for? Dude, that was pretty <laughs> wild. Yeah. yeah when, we, when, when we started- That's ch- very when, weird. Yeah, when we started chasing like our timeline, of like wow how 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 did it begin then and yeah. then now how we are now yeah. you know that 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 really gets me like it it puts a lot of things in perspective it definitely makes me feel old i'm definitely a lot older we you know older. and we're all both a lot older i'm definitely older than both of you but when we started talking about like when we we met each other and when you, you know, i started seeing you coming around and when you started going i i essentially met you guys in pomona you know yeah and what i used to do like uh, how we We've talked in a couple episodes is that I used to be a, a booking agent and a, a booker for these local shows. How I know these gentlemen is because either they would come to the shows that I would be putting on or they'd be playing on those shows. So I saw a lot of I, – I, I, I met them in a different way than other people would have, and that was really cool to see. And, and dude, I'm so glad – seriously, I'm really glad you're here. I, I'm, I, we're going to definitely get into the tattooing, you know, but oh, let yeah, me – And about – the music but let me tell you what we do here in roaches and ramen we we basically talk about the success stories of of coming out of our own ghetto step one you know what do we do how how do we do survivors you know that's what this whole thing's about because there's people out there right now they're hustling they're on their like 13 hour of work they're either listening or they're just going into work they're waking up they need something to just kind of like listen while they get into their zone you know are you taking a shit (laughs) yeah (laughs) if you're taking a shit and listening to us dude Thank you. Right on. Right on. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. It's, it's Thank a good you. time to go That's pass personal. by. Appreciate that. Um, but one of the reasons why this became a very special episode and why this, I feel like it, it is already a special episode is because we, sh- we shared our stories. We shared where we come from. And, you know, in this platform, what I'm doing is I'm peeling the onion one at a time. And then he's, you know, peeling, peeling the onion on where, how he – his he came up and how he is where he's at and then with you man you're a fighter man you know uh i i came out of the ghetto and i'm now here big day for me today too which we'll get into that huge day today but uh we'll get into that but first let's get into you man like what is roaches and ramen the podcast tell you what does it make you feel and what you know when when you when you said hey man i'm excited about coming to your podcast like let us know I mean, it's always exciting to support your friends Thank you. that come Thank you. from places that you know are familiar and close neighborhoods. We didn't grow up in the same neighborhood, but mm-hmm. neighboring. But in the in ju- the same in the scene. jungle, we grew up. Yeah, 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 hundred yeah. percent. Sure. And then you know, meeting Joe. That's that's actually just crazy as a story and as a whole because he's a serendipity. They're this, from this, California. Yeah, but I'm from New Mexico. Yes. and, and, and we, yeah, we met him <coughs> through connecting through fucking Facebook and YouTube music, because he music. was moving to California to and then he was gonna audition for the band right and I wasn't even at the audition and they were just like yeah you know the he, band's edition is right yeah yeah, yeah. and then they're like yeah dude he he he's good he's got good equipment he's cool he got high and drank with us <laughs> after, you know like which was you know that was the tryout the yeah, tryout was the about tryout. a couple hours you did tell me he was, it was not even and an exaggeration the song. it was not an exaggeration when he told me he's like dude I literally went over there and like my audition I like <laughs> just chilled and like I was really fucking baked I'm like really yeah. dude he's like dude yes yeah like, I think that yes. happened before you even tried out yeah we all we did was <laughs> we just hung out and smoked weed like yeah. for about an hour or two before I even actually tried out How so we you? made like a solid connection How I was Probably seventeen, honestly. Seventeen, dude. Because seventeen, maybe eighteen. Because I know I was at. Boy, with I was probably me, right? yeah. 
Because you're 28. Yeah, I'm 28. I'm 27. Okay. Yeah, so I was probably 18 when you tattooed my knee or chin. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure I was. Maybe not. So he was probably 17 moving out there. Yeah. Yeah. 16, 17. Baby. Yeah, so. You were a fucking yeah, baby. That's dude. how I joined there, man. But dude, think Just about it like this. That's the thing. Think about it like this. Like, as we're now, now the age that we're at. Now think about it. A seventeen-year-old moved from his home here in Albuquerque, right? Drove seven hundred and seventy-seven miles down fucking west, and then just by him. Was it by yourself when you came out here? No. No. Yeah. But you were already out here, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I I was from here. I live. But here. you're still 17. You're yeah. still like, you're goddamn. Like at that moment, you know you're getting into some shit. Like it's either whatever you're doing. You're not. You're not in your comfort zone anymore. You're like away from home, right? Well, yeah. I knew that there would be like a some fun opportunity for music in California. Oh yeah, because I say, didn't hear the, the whole dream, time. dude. Yeah, because yeah, I was like, well, because I literally knew someone that from here that moved out there that was doing well out there, right? And I hit him up, and I was like, "Hey, I'm moving to California." You just hit him up, or do you knew you knew of their band? You knew them? No, no, no. I hit up I hit up a mutual friend of ours, Michael Montoya. Um, Shout out, shout out, shout out. We're doing very well um, now. Shout Um, out, very very well, for sure. Good job, very proud, very proud. Um, He's from Taos, and he used to be in a local band out here, and I was too, and we played together a lot. And when I was moving out there, I messaged him like, "Hey." I'm going to California. Do you know anyone that wants to jam or is looking for anyone that needs a guitarist or drummer? Right. And he's he just told me straight up. He's like, my friends just started looking for a guitarist. Hell yeah. I'll send him your way. Hell yeah. And that's it. <clears throat> when that's did you history. when did you come across with him? Like after with that. Joe? Yeah. So he went or he went. He was already auditioning. He jammed. He jammed. How'd you know about like yo? It was probably like the first band practice because we practiced <laughs> at his house. Yeah. Oh shit, they were at your pad? We used to yeah. practice at my house and uh, where, where, where where was this at in, in LA? West Covina, West Covina, <laughs> West Covina. So by this time, I live in West Covina for sure. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was kind of strange because I didn't. They did the audition at Mowgli's house. Yeah, in Mowgli's garage, mm-hmm. and uh, we practiced there sometimes, but most of the time we're practicing at my house. And um, yeah, it just was it was just strange. How was your How was your Definitely. first take on seeing like the guy that came? Because to me, I mean, if you're moving from one state to another, like already in my book, you're considered the real deal. Like you seeing and knew what you the wanted. short, fat, bald man for the first time. You know, you know honestly, kid, not I, man. I, I, yeah. had, I had pretty good. I had pretty good vibes from him when I met him. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I think out. You know, if you grew up in LA, you're kind of used to meeting. People that are fake or people that just will, because they want to be cool, they well, want to be in their face and not on Facebook at that time. It was MySpace, hey, you know, no, it's still Facebook. Well, he just really? he could yeah. actually play oh, though, shit. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he had these ideas for songs that were different, they were heavy, they had a different sound because it was, you know, it's still West Coast, but it's like it's different, right? From Southwest. Midwest, yeah, yeah, Southwest, Southwest. to That's straight West Coast. Meatball. So, he had, you know, like you could hear potential <clears throat> when he played, it was like, oh, this isn't what is out here mm-hmm. and then you know anthony was playing guitar but he has these like good melodic riffs so at this time i'm kind of just like well these two merge together it's going to make this unique sound mm-hmm. and then that's you kind know of- you would think you would think that when you're in such a large place that <clears throat> you can easily get a group of guys to fucking jam but out of four fucking <clears throat> million people that are in that in la like there was only five people to work together yeah was there was only ass. like a 30 people anywhere there was only 30 people which makes like four or five bands that were really fucking killing it. That were the real deal. And even in some of those bands, even though those bands, they didn't, they might that whole crew might have not been the real crew, but there was three out of four that were killing it, and then the other two were just you know along for the fucking ride. You know, yeah. That I understand that fact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Since yeah. he was talking about Michael from Goliath, I just want to give a shout out to my boys from Goliath, Corey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, dude, my <laughs> dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I have Classic. a story about Corey, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, doesn't so, everybody? So, yeah, so um, I love you, Corey. I remember telling you. I remember telling Corey, I'm like, it was at that, is this when we had just lost Alana Juniors, right? Mm. We had just lost it because some fucking reason I don't, goddamn, they hit that man. Before it became PBW? Yeah, because what had happened, just real quick, what had happened is that it was the owner, and then I don't know, he ran into some, like, financial issues, but he, like, up and left, like, I don't know. Just walked out? Just walked out of the business, didn't tell anyone, just fucking jetted. I think he went to Texas? That doesn't I'll, seem like I'll, a place to run from your problems. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Technical difficulties. It doesn't matter. It's cool. Um, <laughs> uh, like I was out. saying real quick, <laughs> before it cut out, I don't, I don't know. It, 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 it said it Texas, right? Uh, the man from Aladdin Juniors ran from, from his te- problems as Texas. In Texas. Yes, I, not I a believe good place. so. But what the thing that the thing is that we had already planned our quarter, like mm-hmm. like. And shout out to Astral. I hope he got. If he didn't get it, shout out no, to Astral. Shout out to Zach from Astral. Said, yeah, from Astral. He 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 worked so hard, and him and I worked so hard on booking the next quarter, which was the spring. And you guys know how s- summer got. Summer is concert That's season. It shows every anywhere. fucking Friday. If you're not at Saladin Juniors or PB Dubs, you're fucking missing out. Or there's another show that's contending. You know, or there's millions of shows. Either there's something going on at the Glass House, or there was something going on in Aladdin's, or something was going on in the backyard, and it was the same genre. That's how saturated Pomona and was. And, that, and it all popped off, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But, so we had that, so we, he left, fucked our whole quarter up, and I needed to find a replacement. So, very desperately and very pissed off, I went over to the the restaurant that was on the street, the next street that goes. So you know we were on second, mm-hmm. on third, or on third, there was that Rosita's. I think it was Rosita's, but it was a, it was a taco shop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, yeah, and, but it had a big like it had like a banquet type of like like hall, mm-hmm. which I was like perfect. And I, I went and I spoke to the owner, and I'm like, listen, if you let me me here, I guarantee you, you'll have a great taco night. Oh. Like, just fucking keep, don't don't pay us, just let us fucking use this this for free, or you know, and and then we would make the door, you know, and then if you were a headliner, even if you weren't like headlining or like you're not a headliner starter, if you're a headliner in my town, I'm gonna give you some gas money, I'm gonna fucking feed you, I'm gonna do something, right? You didn't play there with us, like the. Rosita's? Yeah. I never played Rosita's. We played there with uh, 40 winners. Yeah. No, that was and, Aladdin uh, Juniors. No, no, it was supposed to be at Aladdin no, Juniors, it and it got be. moved. Oh, that was the spot. You're right. They yeah. had a fucking stage. And dude, everybody fucking venue. came out. I totally our set, our set, okay. Short. So Goliath was on that. No, the, we set up and everything, and then the cops came. Yeah, we were but, that's, set up. but that's yeah. the thing. We didn't even yeah. get to play. Yeah. No, we didn't get cut short. We didn't even get to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it sucks. sucks that but was a good dude, fucking show. How many there was a people lot of people there? there. No, a lot. It was no, packed. That's what I'm saying. That spot was packed. Sound fucking was good. Packed. Food was good. Had to Fuck have been. Yeah. And, Had uh, to have been. And shout out to David Woods because he his production was oh always my, great. Yeah, was, David his, Woods is great. He, and he knew we all the bands. He knew. Hired him plenty plenty of times to run sound. Dude, he was just, great at what he, he was just so good. So, um, the I tell I tell Corey, I'm like, listen, dude. It's already getting heated out there. Like, you guys are on. He's like, fuck yeah. I'm like, please, dude. Just, I, I know how you guys get. I love the way you just, just watch my walls, okay? The walls are a little thin, okay? <laughs> and he's like, oh, dude, no, for sure. I tell him, I'm like, no. And then, and then, but he gave me that, like, vague, like, yeah, sure, sure. You know, I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm telling you straight up, you know, like, just, 
you know, take it easy, right? I, I get you want to have a good show, but yeah. please. And then he comes he comes to me, and people are already getting rowdy, and I'm like, fuck, dude, I got to tell him to like lock down. So he he was, right before the last song, he comes to me, he's like, hey, man, you can, can we play an encore, just like one more song? And I'm like, fine. He, the first thing he does, like, they hit, either hit the fucking first string. Oh, he's like, I want to see fucking destruction <laughs> from fucking side to side. And then, then he goes, Throw someone through the goes, fucking wall. If, you, if I don't see a, wall, a hole in the wall, this is a fucked up show, you know? Oh, and, God. dude, I saw two crews out there, plus the locals, plus, like, three girls Killing the fuck! It, don't get me wrong. Just walked up to the wall. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Fucking reason. I I can take a little bit. Like as a as a have, being business savvy. When I saw that, I'm like, oh, everybody. I saw that, and I'm like, everybody's having a great time. Yeah. And then, <laughs> good time, but and then, and then, like, four hundred dollars <laughs> later, after when like Donald and my my brother had to fucking um fix all that drywall. Which I'll, I'll post a picture. I'll put a picture on that. You'll you'll see. It's fucking <laughs> before and after, <laughs> or just before. That's my that's my Corey story, dude. Holy shit, dude. So I understand. And but that's that was the good thing is that I I wanted in a way I didn't want it to happen, but I'm glad it happened because it gave you guys the artists the time that you needed to see that time of your life, the time that it, oh, yeah. it was worth it. That validation that we're working hard. So I hope that we have a good show. And I was I was really glad that. Um, that Zach and I really put our, our heads together, and we're, a, we're we were able to give that experience not only to the fans, but to the artists, the band members, man. Because you guys worked hard, dude. And the, and, and seriously, from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys for always supporting Grizzly. Because if it wasn't for your guys' bands, you know, and it, and then my whole thing would have never worked. Yeah, you and guys putting on shows, we wouldn't have shows to play. And, and honestly. F- after this whole thing passes by, this whole ep- epidemic, I really hope that the bookers out there fucking learn something from the the, the other shit that, that was happening in the old time, you know, as they say right now, because I, I believe there's a certain way to be a promoter, just like there's a certain way to be a tattoo artist or yeah. a certain way to be an engineer. about anything. Yeah. yeah. There's, a fucking, there's a fucking way, dude. So, yeah. Anyways, sorry, anyways, sorry for the tangent, but that uh, was my Corey story. You necessary. were saying? Necessary. Ness- indeed. Um, I totally forgot. No, we were, we were just talking about kind of like how you guys met, and oh, we were talking yeah, about yeah, how yeah. you guys kind of um, like. Well, I just thought down. it would have been an interesting sound for us to combine that, and then I had seen videos of him prior to that on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Damn, right back to it, so professional. Yeah. Sighing. <laughs> Sorry. Playing songs, dude. Playing songs that were really good. They had good parts. They had where you would see it, and you're kind of just like, this is a one man band, right? that should be in a full band yeah you know he knew yeah. how to record he knew how to record himself he knew how to you know do things that i, I mean i don't know how to that do was i don't know how to do, I do vocals dude. yeah i'm the piece of shit in the band that <laughs> fucking you know not not what i saw today I man actually, you really put I it down to say that i helped you no. guys carry it. i was pretty <laughs> no, good about it when we were touring definitely you absolutely but, you guys shared road stories and any good like Rojas and Ramen road stories like you guys were like almost broke didn't know how if you guys were gonna make it home they got a flat tire coffee and spaghetti coffee oh, and spaghetti you piece of shit oh shit dude let me let me check that camera but you guys gotta let me know please continue what is the story so uh oh what is it our first tour together I think yeah, this yeah. is our first tour together. From Reno, Nevada this, to fucking Klamath Falls, Oregon. Yep, yep. We stopped for, I think, breakfast early in the morning at a Denny's. 
This man's Sick. throat is hurting, and I, you went to like an urgent care the day before, something like that. You went just to, to pick up anti. Yeah, no, yeah. I was picking up antibiotics because I had uh, tonsillitis. I had tonsillitis before we even left. And you were still That's gonna it. go on yeah. tour. So he uh, he was he was told to eat and drink warm foods. So this man, <laughs> in the morning, decides soft soft foods. Soft. So he decides well. Spaghetti is soft and warm. <laughs> so is coffee. Fucking idiot. You look fucking moron. Now imagine that combination of stewing together in your stomach. <coughs> Ouch. You just gotta well, one, you have, ca- you, you have, one, it's one, you have caffeine, and the it's other the, one's like, It's the fucking fact that it's at a goddamn Denny's in right. Klamath Falls, Oregon. <laughs> Denny's is good That's just about anywhere. Problem. I've eaten at Denny's all around the country. That combination is fucking twisted. That combination is pretty twisted. Coffee makes you shit. Spaghetti in it's that combo, just like, dude. I was fucking young. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? yeah. You can you eat anything. You can eat like, anything. You don't give yeah. a fuck. Yeah. Just coffee. I'm not spaghetti. thinking about that shit. I'm thinking about, oh hey, this is what my doctor was told me. That's kind of warm. Spaghetti. That, uh, what, what happened? Why coffee and spaghetti and overfill and piss cups. Food. Oh my in god. canyons. <laughs> that was fucking John. Elaborate. Shout out to John. Okay, that was the story. And shout out to Chillers on a Bowl, bro. Straight up, I'll fucking proudly say this shit on camera. Okay, fuck you, John. <laughs> if you're watching this shit, fuck you for this whole goddamn shit. We just talked about this the other day. All right, so me. Like <laughs> <laughs> in Washington, I was in a mountain. Okay, so <laughs> sorry. We're going. We're driving from. Was it fucking Oregon? I don't know. We were up north for sure. Okay. in a mountain. We're driving up right. north somewhere. Okay, and there's these highways, and basically we're on a cliffhanger. Right. You know, John's being the asshole, like, driving. I'm in the passenger seat. He's flicking the lights off and on, and everybody's like, stop, you know, like, fucking All around. scared. Yeah, yeah, because Come we're on, guys. But we're like. Oh, we're on a fucking mountain. No, no, no. <laughs> we're on a mountain, dude. No side rail. You in fall. Oregon? Is this before? Is this like, like, like. It's going from Reno to Oregon. We're it's somewhere. Going, yeah, we're you're in the north. Sierra. Yeah, we're in the mountains. That's sketchy as fuck. Okay. Yeah, for sure. No side rail. You right. fall, you die. Right. You know, you die, like, yeah. hands down. Yeah. And um, so I keep telling John, hey, dude, pull over. I got to fucking piss. Oh, the next one, the next one. We pass like three of them, dude. But there's like little, such he little gaps. He just needs to stop. He just needs to stop. Right. But there's like such little gaps, and he thinks it's going to continue, but it right. keeps going to where you can't pull over because there's the edge of a cliff. <laughs> okay. And yeah. um, so I think by this time it was like 2, and, 2 a.m. or some it shit. It was the middle of the night. It yeah, was dark. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's out there. And yeah. dude, we had. It got to the point where I was like, I can't hold this anymore. Fucking grab a big gulp, sitting there, filling it up while I'm in the fucking passenger seat. Right. Overflow it. Overflow a fucking big gulp, dude, with that, piss. That's how that's bad I had to, ounces, that's, that's, how, that's how bad I had to fucking piss. That's 32 ounces of pure piss, me, dude. And I was like, Dick, you need to pull over now. Because right. now there's fucking piss on me. Okay? No, no, no. Half these motherfuckers are asleep Sorry, in the back. Me. Half these dudes are asleep guys. in the back. Right. Pulls over. Okay. This is a fucking... You guys are fucked up for this. <laughs> Welcome to the Roaches and Ramen it's, Show, bro. It's snowing. I go outside. I'm fucking, like, trying to baby wipe all of this fucking area. These motherfuckers drive down the road, and I'm did just... Did you drive down the road? Yeah, yeah, you fucking did. Man, I wasn't driving. You were fucking asleep. Probably. Okay. I remember waking up I, can, I understand like why he's yelling. mad. I understand what's going because you're the voice of reasoning, and no, I toured with you many times. I remember people so. yelling, and they're just being pissed on the seat. 
and then being told what happened. But he knows the whole thing because he was up. I get out of the car, wow. trying to like handle my situation. Right. It's fucking. The cold, van right? takes off down the fucking street. All I have is my phone, and I like kind of walked into the woods to clean my fucking dick and shit. <laughs> oh shit! Up, it's real. Know? I yeah. go back to the road. There's a fucking sign that has like photos of fucking wolves and. Like, Mooses. beware. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this beware. is fucking real. So it's like, it's blackout, two in right. the morning. I'm fucking running back to the fucking van because I'm not, you know, just can't, right. you can't see shit. And Jesus. get in the van. Right. We keep going. And sure enough, I swear to God, a few hours later, we're driving down the road. I hit John because it was a fucking moose or it was an elk or some shit. Shit. Was about to go. Like, literally, we hit the brakes. This motherfucker flew up to the dashboard. All the equipment flew to the front of the van because at the time we couldn't afford no a good van. Everything, everything was, in the, was, everything the was in the back of the oh, van. Oh, and the seats were the strapped seats, in. Yeah, seats weren't Excuse attached me. to the base of the van, so right. all the equipment flies forward. Yep. Right. It literally was like nothing's roped down. Everything's sliding. No, we're, and we're just sliding moved. on ice. And, oh shit. And uh, dude, literally when by the time the van stopped, everybody's just like. Ugh. Cause you got fucked up. If you didn't get hit by a drum, you got hit by a cab. You got hit or by a guitar something. head or a merch yeah, band. Like you got hit by something. Yeah, if you put if you put the, the if you put basses or, or guitars, that did happen when like if you put like get, like guitars like on top of cabs. Yeah, they'll just fly. Well, that's and they'll hit was. you right in the back, in the back of the head, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what happened. Huh? That's what happened. What and, uh, we were, you know, we were just talking about this in the mountains. So this weekend uh, that he was here, we went up to. Sandia Mountain, which I told you guys I was going to do. I didn't do the trail. No, that we didn't you... hike up from the bottom no. to the top because it's sketchy. still to it's be still continued. As a matter of fact, nice. I'll probably, we'll probably do a vlog on that one. But we did go up to the to the summit and we walked the ridge mm-hmm. in some like three feet snow, three feet. Snow. Yeah, it's about three... in, in certain areas, it's in certain about knee high. Oh, sweet! And and but we went over there and um, we were talking about like I think I think your lady had. To had to go to the restroom when we were trailing, and then we were like, "Dude, it's it's not it's about cold booty, right?" Oh yeah. So you were experiencing cold booty in the in the Sierras. Yeah. Well, because yeah, obviously as a girl, she didn't want to have to like whip her ass out in the freezing cold. Dude, it was pretty windy last night, but I'm. It was but you're, yeah, but it was cold. Uh, we were just talking about like, hey, you know, like I'm down to pee, but it's the cold booty. Yes, yeah, so yeah, about. Just, that's what was happening on the tour. On the basically, tour. yeah, yeah, with yeah. wolves. With wolves, and, uh, <laughs> holy shit! I mean, good. we don't know where, like, where, but we don't potential. know where it was, but it was not a good spot, or yeah, not a good place. John, I'm gonna ask you when, when, you, when we, when I'm on your show, I'm gonna ask you what went through your mind on this story. This is a really good story. Dude. Uh, yeah. We're young men. It's a fucking awesome. joke. Oh, dude, he's gonna smile. We're just fucking with each other. <laughs> he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna <laughs> smile. We're fucking with each like other like assholes. He is, he's gonna be like, you know what? That Shut was a good up. time. That was a good time. Sorry for the coffee. It's not Rona, guys. That was a good tour. Yeah, it was a good tour. Do you miss touring? Uh, I mean, dude, yeah, I can. Yeah. I can't even see my, you know, this is the most shit I've seen. I tattoo people. Yeah, when we're open, allowed to be open right now. Right. So, uh, yeah, it would be cool to play a show, or even just go to a show, even if I didn't dude, play when, a show. When, when our show's gonna come back, dude? Like, like it's just weird to think that that was. So long ago now, not so long ago, but just, just I mean a year, but but it feels like so long ago. It just because everything just became so. What was, what was, the, last, what was the last band you saw or show? No, it doesn't have to be a band. Artist. Shit. I saw Corn. Whoa! I got lucky. 
<laughs> I got lucky. I saw fucking corn. It was right sick. before. Their yeah. their new album that came out before this last one was it's slapped so hard. Sick. It was probably like two years ago, or it came out in like 2018. But it slapped really hard. Damn, that's dope that you were able I, to see oh, that. Dude, I'm, I I think about it all the time. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm so I, stoked. That I don't I, remember. I I remember just probably just going to like a last show. I think I saw endings last live. Shit, I can't. Good and band. that was good yeah, band. good band, good, good band. band. That know. was the last time I saw them, and I and, and it was like a show in like uh, the San Fernando Valley. No, 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 San Fernando. Yeah, San Fernando Valley. Oh, yeah. So that was a pretty good show. Yeah, you know, um, dude, seditionist, dude. I'm really glad that like you guys were able to tour on that name. I'm really glad you guys were able to to release some stuff with that name because like that 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 retract relapse album was fucking it just still slaps it still slaps today dude so i'm really glad that it, that my friends are multi like they're just very multi uh talented you know not only is he a musician he's also a tattoo artist and w- which we'll get to that dude i want to good i i want dude very good like <laughs> all right Almost syndicated type of shit, I like do good. mediocre tattoos. That's what he it's says. Like, you see the artist he, in him. Uh, he has any more business yeah. cards? fucking. I'm gonna post some shit up, <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, as we're talking, I'm gonna edit where is you're gonna be able to see some of his work. I, I'll, I'll put a little reel on about his work, but he is incredible, guys. So if you guys are Thank in you. in the LA area and you guys want to get a hold of him, is at Aaron Tattooer. Yeah. You know, on Instagram, that's where you want to go. Trust me, you just want to go there, and it, and he has all his information there. Please hit him up. Trust you. Email only. Email and serious inquiries only, guys. Come on, dude. He's a fucking. He's my boy. Take care of him. Yeah, don't play with his dick and balls unless Listen, you're gonna make him come. <clears throat> we hung out. It's been <laughs> it's been such a great weekend, dude. And um, yeah, we hung out. And one of the things that I like celebrating is celebrating that we got we where we're at now. Like. Oh, yeah. we, we we I'm I'm getting into this podcast and they and I'm finally starting to talk about like being homeless and then um you know struggling after my mom's passing and then like and so forth until where I'm at now where before I used to have to take a bus to go hang out with somebody and now I'm just driving myself somewhere you know so how did you evolve to like becoming a musician to becoming an artist and you kind of told me a little bit of how you got into tattooing but it has to do with your you know you coming out of a certain situation growing up to like being inspired to like draw yeah i uh i learned how to draw because i couldn't sleep that was actually how it kind of started good way to pass time yeah do you know um and I do just bad couldn't. shit all the time. Yeah, and then uh, originally, you know, I had a lot of friends. Uh, I grew up skateboarding. Most people do. Always. And yep. um, most of my friends that I grew up skating with, you know. I bladed. Uh, That's what I did. You bladed? Well, is, oh, is that, is that man, something to be looked at? the problem. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I, I, was in Orange Dan, Ca- honestly, I was in Orange County, dude. I was in Fullerton trying to I'm be white because, like, I didn't want to be, get beat up by my Chola cousins. <laughs> then why don't you skateboard? I'm just kidding. I was just. I wanted. You know what? I wanted to stick out a little bit. I wanted to be that guy. You know, and and and, and to just piss him off. Like I remember, um, one of my first girlfriends. Like they got. She got me a independent sweater. Oh. Like it was that. It was independent that truck company. Yeah. It, yeah. But it was that. Um, that per, white pearl and then that red cross. Dude, I rocked that shit all the time. After that, and that was awesome, dude. She let she me touch tight. her boob once. I was tight. 
But um, <clears throat> that dude, I was young, dude. That was dope to get to, to to get her presents and let her, you know, touch a little nip. That was dope. But um, <laughs> but I want, but I was that guy that that was wearing a skateboard brand and still and still blading, blading. which you know oh, would would bring the it would bring the controversy. <laughs> yeah. like, what you gonna do? Sounds like it. Oh man, I, I didn't skate in Orange County. <laughs> yeah, I. Well, yeah, you're fucking. I definitely you didn't skate here. in Orange County. I yeah, skated like, here. You skated here, yeah. dude. Skating out I here, dude. To... There's a really good skater that I'm following on Instagram that's here. We'll we'll get into that. That yeah, but it's definitely. And you guys have really cool. There's a couple. There's like two skate parks out here that are really dope. There's a few, yeah. Yeah, there's a really some. So you got you you got into skating. Continue. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, dude, I I lived next to a pretty good skate park. You know, West Covina. There was a nice skate park, and mm. then I had a god brother who. Uh, Lived in uh, Chino, so we would go skate Ayala, and there'd be a lot of pros there. Oh, yeah. Brandon Bebel and, you know, um, all those dudes from Baker. It was sick, you know? Hell like yeah. I, I loved growing up in that scene. But, um, yeah, as I got older, kind of fell into graffiti. Was in it for a good minute. Started uh, slacking in school. Not necessarily because of the graffiti, you know, just a lot of issues. But what timeline was this? So you were skating like, at 15, like 15, 16. 16. 15, okay. 16. So just like every yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, school stuff started falling apart. Got arrested for the graffiti stuff. And then after that, I kind of just freaked out. Had this little, like, moment where I was like, what? You know, because at school, I was, like, on the verge of already getting kicked out. Like, there was no way I was going to catch up with yeah. credits. I was missing school too much. So uh, I just, one day I was at an ex-girlfriend's house. Was kind of, like, living with her at the time. I'd park my right. car outside her house and, you know, sneak in when parents weren't home and all that. Damn, dude. Um, so, but, I have a daughter now, dog. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's true, dude. Come on. Oh, That's the time of your life. That yeah, type of yeah, stuff. Come on, I dude. mean, you did. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. That's why so, I'm going to pay. So um, at that time, yeah. <laughs> um, at that time, I was sitting in her room, and I remember flipping through this magazine that she had on the floor, and I saw a photo of a band. Not necessarily sure who it was, but they were covered in tattoos, and I was like, I could be that guy. Yeah, like that. You know, it was it was kind of that it, it clicks, moment where dude. I was like, I could draw this stuff. Yeah, why not me? Like, yeah. why? You know, like I don't know anybody who's doing this. Yeah, this seems like it's an artistic way to, you know, get out of what I'm in, where I'm not going to be getting in trouble and all this shit. And you know, at that time, tattooing was kind of still in a bumpy area where it was like bikers Super and cholos cute. and just yeah. kind of like, you know. People that were kind Around of... Around what year, if you don't mind me asking? Dude, I can't... 16, 17. Yeah, maybe... I was 16, 17, like, 90... It's like 11 years ago? 97, 98. Yeah, maybe, like, 2009, <laughs> 2010, around there. Okay, you know, at that it, time, it was, it was still... It was on, it was on TV, TV it was but on it was only uprise. the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, committed, you know, yeah, like you're like, saying. Dude, yeah. I was broke. Like, I would go to Barnes & Nobles and, like, pocket magazines. Fuck yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like... Cut the shit out. That's some Roman yeah, shit. That's some Roman shit. And what's actually crazy is I remember my dad talking a bunch of shit saying, you know, why the fuck do you want to do this? And, you know, real kind of like a real religious type of thing. Right. But I cut out this specific tattoo, which I, I honestly think this is probably one of the weirdest shit that has ever happened to me in my life till this day. I cut out this specific, it's probably still one of my favorite tattoos till this day. It's this iconic Jesus on a stomach. It's like a traditional black and gray style. And this guy, Marco Saratelli, did it. I ended up working with him 
he worked at Dark Horse when I started working there. And it was Fuck yeah. It was like talk about a check bucket list. By there, no, it was like coincidence, you know? Damn. Like I was kind of just like when I met him, I was like, <coughs> Holy shit, you're the guy that you know, because my dad came in the room and he was he, he would talk, you know, like say, Why do you want to be around that? And and I'd be like, No, look at this tattoo. Look at this tattoo. Yeah. Not like all this, you know, like demons and all all these other like, artists. Like, hold up a minute. Yeah, like, yeah, like, understand on, like, my eyes. I understand there's yeah. more than like, one Tattoos are bad. Direction. Tattoos have yeah. Yeah, these, 100%. like, you know, like, criminal energy to them. Check out this Jesus. It, and you, anybody could say that it was such a good tattoo, you, you know, it would be hard to deny or even say anything bad about it. And my dad couldn't say anything bad about it. Dude, what does he say now? I mean, dude, he's he's proud of me now. It's Fuck it's yeah. it's weird. I mean, he's I not mean, fucking up. He bought dude. a house. Congratulations, by the way, Thank dude. You. Fuck yeah. Talking about dolting, dude. Yes. Thank you. You see, that's the type of success that I'm talking about. That's what I celebrate on this podcast is the fact that, like, you went from zero to hero, you know, and that if you work hard and you fucking just stick to it, 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 it does work out. It works out. You know, we, we talked about that the first episode. Like, let's not put shit doesn't happen shit, overnight. You know, and call it a donut. And it's just not, yeah, it's that. Didn't take you, you years. Build, didn't take you, you build it from overnight. square fucking one. And I it know, happened dude. through that, you it, know? It, it didn't happen overnight. It was it was a lot. And, um, you know, what's, what's crazy is it makes me happy that you're doing a podcast. You Thank guys you. are doing a podcast. Thank you. Yes. And because the only reason why I think I own a house now till this day is because I was listening to podcasts specifically by fuck yeah mentors that I believe you know because yeah. I I get off work pretty late sometimes I go for walks I listen to podcasts to clear my mind sometimes I don't want to listen to music and I was listening to um, this podcast by Tony Robbins and uh, shout out to Tony Robbins shout out you're the man um, dude there's this podcast. And the thing is with podcasts is, you know, you listen to it and, you know, you think it has good ideas and you think that these people are speaking good, positive energy, but it's the repetition of it. Mm. If you listen to the same podcast that you believe in over and over, those things become your natural thoughts. You start stopping yourself in the middle of the day and you start thinking, oh, well, what about this? Or I don't need to think this way, you know, like it oh, yeah. helped me. It, like, first of all, it helped me a lot with my depression. You know, I had a lot That's of That's powerful. I had a, I had, yeah, I had a sure. lot of depression issues, yeah. you know. I did. And there's one specific quote, you know, I'm probably going to get it wrong, but it's along these lines where he's talking about like if you were to if you at the end of the life at you at the end of your life were a movie director and somebody asked you to show them all your movies in your life why would you show them the bad movies first? And that's what you're doing to yourself every day in your mind when you're thinking bad thoughts, when you're depressed. Yes. You're replaying those bad films yes. in your life yes. and you're reliving them. I honestly, th I honestly mm -hmm. think that's the threshold, bro. It's the threshold when you're like on the, you're like wondering if I'm going to make rent. You're, you know, you don't have heat. You're in a converted garage. You're just like, you know, you're, you're cold. You have only a mattress on the tile. Um, your work, your work, your work just cut your hours, and you're trying to fucking figure it out. And the only thing you can replay is like, did I do something to fuck that up? How did I get this place? I must have done something, you know. Yeah. Am I not working hard enough? You know, it, it, did did I slack off? Am I smoking too much weed? You know, am I drinking all too the, much? Yeah, all, no, this all this shit, shit you know. And regardless, 
of knowing that, we still do it, you know? But I think that's just part of being young at some point, you that's know? part of being human. Like, uh, yes. Thank you. That's an even yeah. better way to say it. It's, it's, it's more of a way of being human that we, repl- we replay those bad movies first, you know, and then you beat yourself up. But once you pass that threshold... Once you, no, but see, I listened to that podcast over and over, and then when I catch myself, you know, just walking around my house or right. whatever it was, like getting in that depressive mood, I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Why do these mo- like I've had better days in my life. I've had better experiences. Right. right. You know. No. Yeah. Um. You broke it, Dan. No. Is the red light on? No. Now it is. No, that's that's really powerful for you to say, and I'm I'm glad you're saying it because that's how I feel about podcasting, and you know that's why I wanted to get into it. And no, and um, the house thing, the house thing definitely stemmed from the podcast, believe it or not, because I think you know I've been thinking about buying a house for a long time. I think it's always been a goal, specifically to for myself. But there was a big part of it where it was like you know people don't think tattooing is a good job. People don't think that you can go far with tattooing, you know, especially, you know, the gen- generations before me, like my, my parents didn't really believe it was that, a real job. That was very taboo. You know, it, it was. It, it's like if you were in the 80s or in the 70s and you just got like a little hard or a clover, you were oh. just, you're going to go to fucking hell. Yeah. You know, that's the way it used to be. Dude. Good luck getting a job now, if you can see it. Yeah, now it's like if you don't have a tattoo, then like it's like it's I kinda, don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. Strange. Or or now it's kind of like if 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 I have a tattoo and you don't hire me, I'm gonna make some. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna get rowdy on you. That's what I see. <laughs> no, seriously, that's what I've been seeing lately. And I don't know if that's like ignorance, but it's true. It's just like it's just like in a way, it's good. In a way, yeah. it's good because if you didn't have a chance because you had a tattoo. I'm glad you do, you know? It's just, it It worked out, it, you know, I'm happy that it worked out. I'm really grateful. Yeah, 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 you know, there's been a lot of bumps in the road, but, like, it did pan out in my favor, and... How did you get to the machine? How did, how, what was, what, what is it that you got, you like, you're okay, you know, this tattoo, I saw that, that was your epiphany, it was a good Jesus piece. Um, what, what got you to the <laughs> At to the that time, I stopped going to school, and I went to a job agency... I had a, I went to a job agency. They gave me a job at Target. Well, it wasn't Target. It was I made the makeup that was sold at Target at a factory. Holy shit! I did that for two weeks, and then I got fired. <laughs> <laughs> I could never, you know, it was hard for me to keep a regular job right. or just a job like that. You Some know, people are but, just um, real. I, I believe that real artists are just well. Not that actually that. wasn't my you fault. Uh, we used to put the powder on a like belt that would go across. And one of the powders blew up in a lady's face. And basically, the company let us know, like, oh, she's suing. We got to let all the new people go. Fuck. So that, like, I, and then, but that was enough money to where I gave it to my girlfriend at the time's mom, borrowed her credit card, and bought this (laughs) tattoo kit off of eBay that was made in China, you know? (laughs) Fuck yeah. And, uh... Do you still have that machine? Do you still like no? no? Yeah, dude. I I bet you've been through so many machines, dude. I have I have quite a few. Yeah. Do you have Do you have your you know you have your swords that you know your oh yeah your top My five swords? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn, Shout dude. out to Th- Thad Ritchie, best machines in the game right now. Hell Hands yeah, down. dude. Yeah. What got you What got you to the machine? And then what after the machine? How How long did it take for you to get to the um to the skin? 
Um, okay, so this is a long, Excuse it's, me. it's a long story. Uh, we got time. Okay, let me know. If you got time, I got time. <laughs> um, so, you know, at this time, I'm like 17, driving around every shop in my neighborhood. Inflictions, Rube's Tattoo, um, shops out in Colton, shops out towards Riverside. Like, yeah. I went everywhere. Riverside, shout out to Riverside. Yeah. Um, what was that other shop? That shop in Pomona, the one right there on, uh. On six, I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah, in Chronicles. Yeah, you know, I went. I any shop that you could find, and at this time, you know, I'm like, didn't have a phone, so I'm like printing directions at like a FedEx. <laughs> you know what I mean? There you so go. Like there you go. So like go to these shops, and I'm getting thrown out of all of them. I have a pile of drawings, and you know, everybody's looking at me like, dude, you're not even old enough to get a. How do you go about tattoo. that? How do you, how do you like talk to like, you know? What about the the nineteen year old or eighteen year old that just wants to go? Out? How does he go about that? Like, what do you what do you tell the eighteen? Well, now, well, see, that's the difference. Now, you know, you got these fucking people calling. They don't even walk into your shop. They won't even show your face, show their face, or shake your hand. They're, right. you know, they're they just oh hey, you guys taking apprenticeships? You know, I was calling. You were taking apprenticeships? No, hang up. I'll go over there, shake their fucking hand. Hey, I'm dead serious about this. I want to learn how to tattoo. Up, yeah. Here's you know, these are all my drawings and. You know, oh, well, you're fucking 17, like, we can't, you know. And at that time, the way I felt about it, you kind of had to know somebody to get your foot in there. Like, you had to be related to somebody who tattooed or, you know, like, your cousin had to be in a biker gang. I mean, there is an unwritten, there is some some type of unwritten law on how to get into that. Like, I know you guys, the community really holds that to the, they, they honor it, it, it right? Was, yeah. Because it's it's such a, like, in order to be, I mean, you're talking about people Putting things, permanent things in people's skin. Yeah. So artists. I, so I, artists. So it's kind of like I know you guys hold that that very well. That you know that com- yeah. the community holds together when it comes to like we're not just gonna let no fucking Joe Schmo in. You just know? let anybody walk in and say yeah, no, you know, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I got a job at a shop in Colton. Fuck, for maybe two days. I went, asked you for a job, told me no. Left, came back the next day, told me no. Slept outside the shop in my car. And knocked on the door again. He was like, fine, hard. get your ass in the bathroom, fucking clean it. Fuck yeah, hard. And I'm just like, dude, d- yeah. You know what I mean? And at that time, I'm like, this is how I get my foot in the door. Like, I don't yeah. give a shit, you know? Yeah. Dude, doing what it and, takes, dog, right? And, um, you know, it just, after two days, it just wasn't, you know, not not necessarily the energy that was thrown. It just was like, I felt by that time I had been educated enough by my own eyes to know that these people were doing the tattoos I didn't want to do. It wasn't the style of work. I looked at, you know, just watching it, I'm like, you know, it wasn't, they weren't good at tattoos, but at that time I was so desperate going and knocking on any fucking door, any shop. You were hungry, dog. You were hungry. I just wanted to figure it out. You were hungry, I wanted to figure it out, you know? Yeah. So, sure enough, kind of like, Give up on this idea for a little bit. Didn't give up, but I I stopped going to shops. I stopped going to shops for a little bit. After, you know, maybe a good... I'm not over-exaggerating. At least anywhere from 12 to 15. You hit a big region, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're talking about Riverside to, like, Colton to, like, your area, I mean, that's a 25, another 20 miles. That's almost... Yeah, that's 45 miles. You know? I mean, dude, it was... Yeah. At that time, you... That's what you had to do. You you right. couldn't look it up, you know. Right. Now you can see somebody tattooing on YouTube, and that's a normal thing. Who yeah. gave, who gave I, you your first break? Who's like, who said, like, okay. who saw your shit? So like, I, I go, no, nobody saw my shit. Okay, so what happened was my mom 
worked at a mobile home park in La Puente on Temple and Azusa. Yeah. And shout out to my, P-Town. And I call my mom. Well, La Puente. And I, you know, I tell her about, you know, how I'm pretty stressed about this shit. But at the time, I was staying with my girlfriend, you know? Right. And she goes, oh, one of the security guards in the mobile home park just got a tattoo from a guy who lives in the mobile home park. And I'm like, hey, can you get his number for me, please? So my mom, you know, goes ask the security guard. I get the guy's cell phone number. And I call him, and I'm like, hey, um, I know you don't know me, but I've been trying to learn how to tattoo forever. And at this time, I'm not even kidding, I don't even know how to put the fucking machine together. <laughs> like, this is how far behind I was, and that's right. how hard it was to figure out that fucking information. But the hunger, dude. The hunger you know what is I mean? what, like, so, it's just... So me, I call dude. this guy, and I'm like, hey, I really want to learn how to tattoo. I've been trying to go everywhere, mm. blah, blah, blah. How... What do I got to do? Like, how much do I have to pay you for you to just show me how to put this fucking shit together? I had the kit, but it just, you know, yeah. didn't know. Didn't know. Didn't have yeah. any mentor. Didn't, would, have, didn't know anybody reaction? who how fucking... Like, no, dude. so he's like, all right, um, bring 300 bucks on Tuesday and bring your shit and come to my house at 8 in the morning. Get it. And that was the best answer I had ever gotten from anybody in tattooing at the time. At the besides moment, besides get inside moment? and clean the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Besides, get, besides get <laughs> yeah. inside and clean the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, totally I had a motherfucker throwing my drawings in the street. Fucking asshole, dog. You know? Damn, it's ruthless. He knows who he is. Fuck that fool. Dude, that is ruthless, but, dude. <sighs> okay, so, dude, and at that time, you have to understand, I just blew all my money. On this tattoo kit. That's so true. I have to figure out how to get 300 right, fucking yeah. bucks. Yeah. So I'm at the skate park slinging my fucking iPods. All this shit in my fucking house. Dude, I sold my skateboard. Everything that was Everything. valuable to a fucking 16-year-old at the time. Fuck yeah. You know? Hustling, dude. Fucking you were flip flipping. the sack for the yeah. homie. You know, like that <laughs> yeah. shit. Dude, yeah, it like, works. No, real yep. shit. You, ha- you had everyone to make it. And um, so I go to this dude's house and fucking, you know, right. Cholo walks out of his house. He's like, what's up? What up, Bing? So we go, stand on his porch. It's like, hey, right here's your liner. That's your shader. These needles go in this machine. Those needles go in that machine. This ink sucks, so you got to figure something out. Where's the 300 bucks? Huevo. <laughs> what up, doggy? What's up? Swear to God, that's exactly what happened. Gave him 300 bucks, fucking left. And then you're like, what about these rubber bands? No, that's no, $5, that's no. it. No, he, he had no. He had he had literally like put one together to show me Sick. on the you know yeah, it yeah. wasn't but you know literally that was it. It's literally just so, at this moment you didn't know like different gauge you know gauge uh, needles nothing. No, yeah, you were just nothing, like dude. boom. So, um, from there a week later he calls me, called me randomly and he goes, hey, so I'm gonna do a tattoo on Wednesday. You bring another 300 bucks, I'll let you watch me do the tattoo from start to finish. You're kind of paying for school, though. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, dude, and that, I'm telling you, that was right. the best shit that I could find at the time. So I was yeah, like, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do it. Same thing, dude. Same thing. Running around my house, trying to figure out what the fuck I could sell. You know, everything. 
every fucking thing You're I had. begging your mom. You swear no, you don't I got didn't. 20 bucks. No, no, Come no, no, on. No, no. I was begging my girlfriend at the time. Fuck yeah. It was, you know, I didn't, I wouldn't ask my mom for shit at that time. I was figuring, I was like, hey, like, let me Gotta sell this. figure it out. Pawn your fucking necklace and I'll, I swear to God, I'll you fucking. You know, when, when we were talking about, dude, your, your parents, like, the one thing that kept on hearing is like, that phrase, you gotta figure it out. And honestly, that's like the best thing you could tell your child at a moment that you, when, for me as a parent, if I've done everything I could and I quite didn't, you know, get there, you know, or I still couldn't not figure it out how my son is doing something, I just tell him, dude, figure it out. But that was the, like the best thing you could do. You know, my, my sister had to tell me that too. Hey, figure it out. But you're not. I mean, dude, it, at that time, you know, you have to think, I, I didn't really have much more to offer my parents. I was already like out of school. Right. Like, you know, I, I was already talking to them about st- signing up to go back to do like homeschooling. But, dude, right. like, it was already looking like it was going downhill for me. Right. You know, so I don't want to ask them for n- much. And um, so I figured it out, go to his house, <laughs> it gets me trashed. Absolutely trashed while I'm watching him tattoo. Like he's just like, you want another one? You know, thirty six pack of fucking Modelo, and we're just and it, chilling. And, and, and any kid, Actually, any no, kid's no, no, gonna no. try to be cool. You're like, oh, if dude, he watches dude. this, he'll get What's mad at me for beer? saying that. Okay. Ticate. <laughs> the camera. Oh no worries. Um, thirty six pack of Ticate. Thirty six pack of Ticate. All right. Yeah. So, so we get the Ticate. Continue, guys. Continue. Yeah. Not Modelo. It's Tecate. Tecate. There we go. Okay. So, gets me all trashed. Dude, maybe a few days later, it's like hitting me up. Do you remember anything from the- No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I- Yeah. That's- You know, I was already kind of drinking pretty good at that- By that age. But, so, we, um- We stayed in contact and about maybe- I give it like a week and a half, two weeks later- he just started kind of calling me and saying that I could come hang out. Like he was like, I come without three hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just like uh, you're you're serious about this. Like he knew. I like I watched well, him like you're, a hawk, you're, you're you almost know? like six hundred dollars in. So, oh, he is like, six hundred dollars. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. and um, that's cool. So, you know, at this time, you can't really get tattoo equipment unless you work at a shop. And at that time, it was really hard. So he takes me to this place, which is kind of like this. They sell tattoo supplies, not the best, but they had some real they stuff. Have stock. They had stuff. Because there's a place, there's a place like in La, on La Puente, right? That's a huge yeah, shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not city, huge shop, city of industry. City of industry, industry, which is a huge yeah. like warehouse Built, where they yeah, have yeah, everything. Yeah. And, and then they um, have a couple like some in East Lowe's, but you know. At that time, <clears throat> they would basically you would go sign up there. You'd get like a card. You'd give them twenty bucks. You get a member card, but they would call the shop you told them you worked at to make sure you worked there, so you could even get supplies. You understand? That's a tight community, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. it was real That's tight. A tight it was, it was real tight. So, he went down there, and his homie worked behind the counter. Mm-hmm. So he gave me a card, and just told me that he would, you know, like he wasn't gonna do the call stuff. That he was gonna basically put on the computer that it was validated. Nice. So I had a place to go pick up supplies after that. And he the gatekeepers, you know, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank this is the God. gatekeepers, no, thank, dude. Thank right? God. Yeah, thank God I met him, right. you know. And um <laughs> his name is uh, Robert Antaveros. Shout out. And his uh his dad was actually a very popular tattooer. He used to own uh well his dad is fat George. Shout and uh used to own Shop on Valley in La Puente. And then Damn. uh passed away. But a lot of good tattooers came out of there or worked there. You know, Mark Mahoney and uh a lot of a lot of good tattooers, Dan Dringerberg. Sick. And um, 
just a very iconic shop. A lot, a lot of people, you know. So you, to you, you were like, well, what, what, what we would call like the mecca of like, you know, to go get the gatekeepers. Yeah. Open the door, right? Yeah. And then they, they put you in. It's like it's like it's like when it's like when you went to Legator, dude, and they're like, yeah, man, like well, you're now a sign artist. Just come in, come to the shop, and come and get something, you know, or figure them down. And you're like, yeah, the gatekeepers to my tone. Here we go, you know. Pretty much. Yeah. So. And, and yeah. Um, so, you know, at that time. All my friends are 16, 17, so, right. you know, I'm not really... Yeah, I was tattooing some of them, but, like, <laughs> um, he starts telling me how to practice, and he's like, well, you can go to the canisaria. Fuck yeah. Ask them for the extra pieces of the stomach and take it home and just blast that shit. Just blast it. So Fucking carcass. Dude, dude. Some menudo in your freaking... Dude, my ex-girlfriend's mom would be pissed. Yeah. I'd be tattooing him in the garage. It would fucking smell. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry. It's going to pay off, though. It's going to fucking pay off one day. I promise. It did. Eh? It did. No. I, you know? But, like, no. at that time, dude, that's what you kind of had to do to figure yeah. shit out. And then I stopped tattooing for a year after that because I was... Tattooing out of my house right. and tattooing out of her house. And then it got to a point where I was like, you know, my mom's like yelling at me. I got fucking Long Beach Crips in my house tattooing their faces at three in the morning. And they're, they're not even giving me money. Did they bring me fucking stolen TVs and yeah. shit, that, <laughs> shit, Collateral. That to, shit that I had to slang at yeah. the skate park. But it, it was still like I knew how to get rid of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could sell it on Craigslist. But you, like, know, dude, hey, but you know the homie at three o'clock in the morning is like... Hey, doggy, just blast just, me up, baby. Or just tattooing, you know, some friends that were getting ready right. to get locked up, you know? So, I just, I got tired of putting my mom through that shit, man. My mom would, my mom would, you know, it'd be cool, like, well, I got you a TV, I got you this, but, like, just seeing your mom look at you, like, where you're walking people out of her house at yeah. four in the morning, it's, it's not cool, dude. It's not a good feeling, you know? So, yeah. I started thinking, like, how do I get to the next level? How do I get in a shop, the place that I originally wanted to? Because I wanted to learn the right way. I really right. did. I wish I did. I know people who had, who got their foot in the door at the right time, who had those opportunities, you know? Right. So I started doing the same thing like I was doing, showing my face and kind of like, and I ended up getting an apprenticeship at this shop in Pasadena. It's, they've relocated now to Duarte, but uh, it's called Resurrection Tattoo. And, um, I just, I started working there and the deal was if I apprenticed there, I had to give him all of my tattoo equipment. So he knew I wasn't working from home. Mm. So I did, I did. I was like, I wanted it that bad. You know, I was like, you know what? I want to be professional. He gave you a locker or something? Nah, he just took it home or put it in the back and locked in a room or, you know, I don't know what the fuck he did with it. But I just That's was a good like, way. I mean, it's just you're there, you're in a shop, apprenticeship, you know, like, I mean, imagine it's good collateral to look out for his ass. But you I mean, would you, you, okay, you, I mean, I didn't have money at the time, so it was like, dude, right, this is my, well, yeah, no, name, that's what I mean. Like, you know? after you finish your apprenticeship, you should get it back, or I did, did finish, you, you did, that, no, that's the thing, okay, oh. so I worked there for a year, right, worked there for a year, right. and um, don't get me wrong, I met a lot of great tattooers friends still friends to this day you know at that time but i dude after a year of not making money like i made a little bit of money. i was piercing 
I did the piercings. I used That's to. That's interesting. Yeah, you yeah, know what? People I, don't know I, that didn't, about I didn't know I was, that. I didn't know that. I found that through Taz. Yeah, I. We, we were. We, yeah, we 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 went remember, on a I drive and he was piercings. like, you know yeah, what, he, dude? That's honestly at that time in tattooing. That's how I got my foot in the door. In a lot of places was, hey, you know what? I'm trying to learn how to tap, but I already know how to pierce. And I, I had like, dude, I had a book of everybody in my high school up doing their septums, their noses, their ears, their lips, belly buttons, fuck yeah, everything. You know what I mean? I, you, I just, you started this also in high school. I just started piercing people. Fuck yeah. Because I, I just wanted to know. I was just into body modification in general. Yeah. I, you that's know? how I started. Before ink, yeah. I ink, I, I first got my tongue pierced and I got my, uh, my snake, my snake bites. Yeah. Then I had no first. Then I first had this Lebray. the Lebray, and then I had th- this. Then I, then I did my ears. But it was know? it was. I the almost same did the thing. Prince Albert dog. That's what I wanted. I do, and and I still totally. I told Lena she could tell you. She could tell you. I'm like, dude, I'm still down, kind of down. She's like, no, because we heard how long it takes. Yeah. To, how long does it take? You know what? I never did one. Thank God. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but, uh, <coughs> but yeah, know, do you know I, how long it takes? I don't. No, some, some, someone think... told me it was six months. That means no six months without six months without nothing. You know, I'm just like I have no. Idea. I don't know, dude. Yeah. I, you know, if how somebody is asked for... me for one, I would just tell them. That no, I don't do. No, yeah, man. I don't need the money that bad. Oh, okay, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Well, it's true. Yeah. You're touching someone at that dick. Well, at that time, you know, being no. young at that time, I'm like, I'm, I'm not no. interested in that shit. No. You want your lip, your nose, I'll handle that. Right. You want your no, you know, <laughs> but. So that that got my foot in the door in some places, you know, and but you don't make a lot of money piercing. You make, you know, and he was taking fifty percent. So I do a piercing for sixty bucks. I get thirty fucking dollars. So I'm kind of sleeping in the back of the shop, probably for half of this, dude. I'm eating people's old cup of noodles, trying to figure it out. Eating that ramen, dog. Eating the ramen. Eating the ramen. The ramen. The instant ramen. ramen, dude. And. Dude, ramen um, is the only comfort when it's in the, when you're in the darkest place. That's what it did. I, I know it's salty as fuck and you you swell up, but goddamn, dude, when you got nothing, it's warm know. and it's filling. Dude, come on, I still eat it. I still I eat them. Just ramen? it's just like a comfort thing now. You yeah, know? just kind of like oh, yeah. you know, it's late Brings at you night. Back. You're just Brings fucking, you back, dude. Huh? Brings you back. It does. It, yeah. it put it's it puts you in there. Like um, some for example, tapatio, you some sriracha. It does, and you know what? Music's been doing that to me. And I in order for, like I've been doing I've been dwelling more and putting putting myself more into what's going to happen with this podcast and what am I going to do how am I going to evolve it you know and but it's hard to remember like some stuff because I've been through so goddamn much guys yeah I've been through so goddamn much that I forget so the best way that I do it is that um when I when I place the stuff on Spotify and I just play either stuff from like my era or something one song will just take me to a scenario where like I remember this song when this was going on. And then I'm like, oh shit, I gotta write it down. I remember this scenario, you know? Yeah. And and it's been doing that lately. You know, food can do that. Even even a smell of something mm-hmm. does that. It'll take you somewhere, dog, you know? I agree. That's so interesting, yeah. dude. That's yeah. so interesting. So you were already, you're, so you got your apprenticeship and then now you're eating ramen behind this, you know, the in shop. The shop. You're living the in the shop. Okay, but- so, so in between all that, I had kind of worked construction with my dad right. a few days a week. Not at not while I was working at the shop, but before. Uh-huh. So it got to the point where I'm, I, and I'm working seven days a week. Not a day off. You know, when you're an apprentice, that's not even a thing. Damn. So I asked him, and at this time, I barely started to tattoo one person a week. So I, he's like, okay, starting to tattoo one person a week. 
Then it moved up to this two. This is still in Pasadena, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Moved up to two. But I'm like, doing, dude, I tattooed people for a fucking Subway sandwich. You know what I mean? Hard. At that, that's no, hard. But, at, but at that time? Yeah, that's And hard. he would be like, you know, talking shit to me. I'm like, motherfucker, mm-hmm. I haven't made any money at all. Right, right. I need, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to get by. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, you know, I call my dad. My dad starts telling me, you know, we can get you a day or two over here at construction. So I tell my boss at the time, like, hey, you know what? I'm going to start going over there, but I'm going to work construction till 530, and then I'm going to come here, and the shop didn't close till 9. And I still told him I was going to work the fucking same day I work construction. Mm-hmm. I'll drive here straight after, mm-hmm. finish the day. Because I still, dude, I didn't want to, I was so, I felt like I was so close to finally being able to start tattooing that I was like, fuck it. I'll, I don't care what it takes. I've Doing gone this far. Fuck Doing it what all. It takes. So real. that's some real shit. And he tells me, well, you just started doing two tattoos. If you're going to do that, you're only allowed to do one tattoo every two weeks. That's what he told me, dude. To go work one day a week. How crushing was that a little bit? Just to fucking hear that. I was fucking pissed, dude. God I, I, damn Okay, it. so that same week, I'm mopping the floor. Right. And I'm just like... Dude, crushed, destroyed, mentally, exhausted. Deflating. Just like, dude, Deflating, I've been, dude. you've been watching me sleep in the back of this motherfucker. God damn it, dude. How the fuck are you going to do this to me, you know? Yeah. And, dude, I just put the mop in the bucket and went in there, threw the keys out on this fucking, his craftsman, and I was like, this, is, this job isn't for me. Give me my tattoo shit back. Grabbed my shit, started tattooing at home again. Mm-hmm. Figured it out. I was like, fuck it, dude. I've been around this was shit. Was that the first time you started seeing the politics in inside the community? <sighs> no, I had seen them before. I mean, dude, the guy, I've had people fucking throw my drawings in the street. Yeah, that. Yeah. You know, like, that's fucked where up, I'm dude. like screaming, like, go pick that <laughs> shit up or come around the fucking counter so we can figure this out. Right. And I'm like a kid, you know, right. like, this is a grown ass man. I'm fucking like 16, Damn. 17. Yeah. God. That's so rolling. Um, so that happens, and I I kind of got the gist of the politics pretty early, you know. Nobody was nice, nobody, mm-hmm. and me being some scrawny kid with long hair mm-hmm. didn't really help the situation when it's all like you know cholos and bikers, and that was kind of the scene where mm-hmm. I grew up or anywhere that I went. So I got a pretty good glimpse of that, but I went home, and I'll never forget it. Actually, Max Rosen from Goliath. Mm-hmm. This is oh, I love that son of a bitch. Okay, so this motherfucker. Right. Okay, so I'm tattooing at my mom's crib now, and I'm right. just like, well, I've been around this long enough. I could figure this out. And my tattoos still weren't good. They weren't. But take photos. Couldn't afford to get the actual photo, so I went to like a friend's house and printed them off of a fucking printer, like color printer. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I cut them out and like made a little book, like a portfolio. Yeah. And I go to this shop where some of my friends from Resurrection had left to go. It's called uh, Black Talon. It was in Arcadia. Sick. And the owners come up, and they're like, I was like, I, I didn't even care if I had to be an apprentice again. I was like, you know what? I just want a job. I just want to fucking, I know I want to do this. Right. So they looked at the portfolio, and they're like, nah, this isn't good enough. Like, come back with, you know, more. Come back with more drawings. This isn't enough. 
the next day we played a show at Chain Reaction, or yeah, we played a show at Chain. Uh, R.I.P. Chain. Yeah. My friend Max is there, and I told him, "Hey, there's an eagle tattoo that I really want to do. I'll do it for free if you come over tonight, but I need you." Because he lived in Pasadena, which wasn't very far from Arcadia. Mm-hmm. and It's like the city over, right? Right. And I told him, let me do this tattoo. Dude, I swear, after that show, he drove to my mom's house. I brought him inside. He was in the house. You know, I tattooed so slow at this time. For like three hours. He came with like ten people. Fuck oh. after party. No, they all stayed parked outside my fucking mom's house. Right. One of them actually became a tattooer. He he recently actually passed away. Rest Damn, in peace, Vince. Rest in peace. Damn, Abyss. Rest in peace. Love you, man. Rest in peace. Um. And uh, dude, Continue. they all fucking. Oh, dude, Sire, Sire was there. Shit. You know what I mean? This this <laughs> is this is that time frame. You know what I mean? This and, is. Um, yeah, this is back back then, and. Um, they're all just chilling, smoking weed outside my mom's house till I finish this tattoo, basically. Because I'm like, you get, you guys can't come in here. Like, there's too much. It's, it's gonna too be too much noise. Too many fucking out. people. You know, right? I'm tattooing right. in a fucking room ne- over from my mom's Damn. fucking room. And you're hearing, yeah, yeah, yeah dude. You know, yeah, yeah you're hearing so, the whole thing, dude. You're hearing the shit. Do this thing. tattoo. Right. Next day, have him meet me at the shop. He goes in with me, and I show them the tattoo I did, <laughs> and they're like, "That's literally how I got the job." Hard. Sick. That's they're like okay cool. You still need some work, but you can do like a short little apprenticeship, and then we'll get you tattooing. But they knew that your lines were good, that your shading was good. It, it wasn't. So, it wasn't. but it was solid. It, the, it, no, there they was just knew, potential. They, they, they knew they saw potential. Okay. That's what it was. It wasn't good. I'll be honest. It wasn't fucking good. Right. You know. Sorry, Max. <laughs> <laughs> we need people like that though. We need fucking friends. Right. In the beginning that. I mean, gonna let it, you know, well, get you, fucked up yeah. tattoos. Yeah, and he got tattooed. He got at that tattooed. Shop, actually. I actually did get tattooed yeah. at that shop, and, and I did was, not get a bad tattoo there. So this was a little bit like after, like, the, you I know? yeah, I met Joe a little bit around that time. Yeah, and that's when you seriously started going like because he's only was, a year older than me, and I got tattooed maybe just after I turned eighteen. I might have still been seventeen. Possible. I, would, yeah. I think I was still about. I was barely about to be eighteen when I started working there. Well, one of the things when like I first met him and I was like, um, and I, I knew you already tattooed, but like when he showed me his, I was like, "Who did?" He's like, "Oh, it's Aaron." Like, yeah, Aaron. Like, what? He he like that. And he's like like that dog. Yeah. And then I remember hanging out with with John and Tony, and like we went to your shop. Went to your shop one and then, time, yeah. yeah, one time, and I mean, yeah. but you were really busy, and you had like, she had this really cutie baddie like that you were t- they were tattooing, but she was really cool. She was calm, and you made like so like a sick ass piece down here, and then like I don't know, you were j- and then at the moment that you were doing that, I remember someone came in and they left the drawing, and they like look. I'm a little busy. Come back in an hour, and then you know we can figure this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why in between those tattoos, that's when we went and got burritos. And then, you, but you were busy. But it's kind of like we knew that was your thing. Yeah, you know, like yo, he's at his gig. We're just here chilling, like you know. But say hi to the boy. Yeah, but one of the first like introductions to you, like your work. your your work was him. I was like, damn, awesome. like holy shit, you know. But yeah, that's that's kind of you know I don't want to keep rambling. No, no, this it, was good. I wanted this. I wanted to ask. Yeah, I wanted to because it's like that's how it happened, man. Because before, because to me, 
before Ink, you were, if yeah. not one of the best, but the top in the top of the food chain when it came to the Los Angeles core scene at that, you know, at, at a certain time. Because yeah. because at that moment, just like I dove into podcasting and wanted, I, I always do my research. So before I even threw my first show, I made sure I researched every single band, every single member. Well, I mean, I went in. I wanted to know yeah. what you guys were about, where you came from, what you know? Yeah. So when, you, when I started going to shows like... I, I would actually know some people's first names or whatever. Like, dude, oh, what? And they'd be like, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but, you know. Yeah. But, but it, it, I guess the mutual thing at that moment, it was, you know, it was the whole, like, artist to promoter. The artist just was glad to be there, you know. And as I tried as much not to give any pre-sale until, like, until I started getting serious packages where you kind of have to, dog, you yeah, know. Yeah. But, um, but I remember diving in to it and and that's how like I wanted to know this side oh, because yeah, because yeah, in yeah. my eyes was... in my eyes you were just that lead singer that, that that to me I thought I was just getting tatted and you were just this kid that very vibrant kid because you got to understand like your laugh is infectious that's why the people around you like want to you know, they want to laugh with you and you're such a chill dude to fucking Thank be you. around but we were also all knuckleheads and we did some what really united us together is that we were doing knucklehead shit you know yeah. uh, you were the boy the voice of reason for sure like I think you even am. for me even for even for me as an older guy I was still doing some crazy shit with like all these musicians but you were definitely always like yeah, you know I just Which, like to get high and chill hard hard you know and it came from the person and, and it's crazy because like <laughs> what do you person, want to say the person that jailed a lot of our, our friendships was like the friendship with him the mutual friendship with him and he originally I'm still down to do some crazy wild shit yeah but I mean I think I think at the you moment gotta, you, gotta, you gotta keep your friends from going over the edge for sure because at the moment <laughs> we were was. all we were all had be, besides our side shit like tattooing and me doing it we were all trying to make music yeah, we were, were all yeah. trying to do something and out there on surviving yeah not dying and you dude it's a great story dude it's Thank a great story. Yeah, it's it, a great story because like you kind of met you, you came out of a play a, a dark spot you know, a situation at least where you felt like you like you're. I'm always at this shadow that I'm trying to reach the light, you know. And that shadow became your light in the end of the tunnel. Get me? It like I just feel like being. I, I felt like I had always been pretty goal oriented. Like I I knew. Like with our even with our band, I was like, I'm gonna be in a fucking band right. that's gonna tour. And like, sure enough, dude, we scraped up fucking money, bought this piece of shit van, and like figured it out booked yeah. our own shit you know what i mean like yeah. it was figured it out and i knew i you know i honestly like i want to thank my my both my parents for being the example that they were because like my mom didn't have a job for a long time and then my dude my mom would go to the fucking alley in la go buy these fake fucking louis vuitton bags and fake true religion jeans and my mom would fucking slang that shit hard. at salons hard doing what it takes doing what fuck it takes yeah to dude make fucking money dude. hell yeah and doing I what would, it fucking takes dude and like you know slinging that shit and then in my head I'm like how am I going to say that I can't make fucking money in this world when 
my fucking mother's out there doing that kind of that's shit. That's why there's no excuses, dude. There's no fucking I'm excuses. sorry. That's yeah. why. You know? Like, that's why it's like, that's why the people around me have that frequency. And that's why I'm proud to have my my circle of influence. You know, my friends. The ones that, been, you know, like we said, we're past friends now. We're like, we're family now. We're older. We all, we I have kids. This guy's pretty much married. You know, you're successful at what you're doing. And we love that. I mean, yeah. you're, you're going around the world. You just told me you went to Japan. That you went to like Canada, Canada, New York, they, dude, every everywhere people, all kinds of cool ass places. It's to the point. You've been to England, right? No, no, okay, but mind. you will be. I've never, you I've will. never Come been on. to Europe. Eventually, I'd like to go. I mean, the world, Europe, the way the UK. world is now. Right, but, right. A couple years, but you got to experience it. We were just yeah. talking about that. Just, just to make a quick point, like. I'm lucky that we did it. Now, now with this pandemic, I'm glad that I was I, I toured the country many times. I'm glad that I went and I just I asked how do I how do I become a a street teamer for victory? You know, like how like shit like like that is what the domino effect of how hungry I was. You know, but we we were able to experience big shows, big stages. Long miles, long miles with you guys, yeah. touring, yeah. meeting people, being in different, like, we did something that, at this time, not a lot of people are going to be able to do. No, definitely. Definitely, 100%. Yeah. I just, you know? what I will say about that is, okay, like, before, I felt like I had always been pretty decent and manifesting things that I wanted and making them happen, like, right. with the band, Right. Getting the jobs, you know, like I didn't, wasn't gonna give up. I knew it was gonna happen. I knew right. it was gonna suck, but I knew I wasn't gonna fucking stop. Right. Either. Right. And now that I feel like I'm, you know, older, I feel like that's the thing that is hard to remind myself daily is that I'm still that fucking person I was when I was younger. Like, and to get that hunger back, you have to. You know, for me, I felt like there was part of it that kind of just like got a little rocky and I kind of lost sense of it for a second. Mm -hmm. So I started listening to this podcast that I was telling you about by Tony Robbins. And he talks about this statistic study that they did on a college. I forget which college it was, but he's talking about they do this experiment on a class. And I think there's eight students out of the whole class that write down their goals, physically write down their goals that they want with their life. At the end of the whole graduating, you know, graduation and everything, those eight students, their net worth alone was worth more than the entire class as a whole. And that's because Hmm. the power of writing down your physical goals. Yes. You have more guilt when you don't complete it because you actually took the time to write it down, and not only that, if you hang it on your wall and you're staring at it all the time, it's it comes at it's you. inevitable. It, it, that's a, a manifestation. It become, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a manifestation. manifestation. It's a, but it's physical now because yeah. it's not in your fucking you know how head. Many times, it's on the wall. You know how many times, like we were just talking about Doak, but if if people from Do like all the bands that I develop, I guarantee you the one thing they're gonna say is like, yeah, he always had like a legal notepad with him. It's just one of the things that I did. I still do it. it there's one on the clipboard at the house, yeah. you know, where I, you know, right where I put my laptop. It's just, it's true. It's how you manifest it, is true. it you know? It is true. But your story and your story and my story, like those are the stories that that's, that those are the stories that mean something for this podcast because yeah. we all had a beginning. We all were bold. You were 17 and went to California. You know, like that's wanting it. That was you getting it, and you still got it. Like, and I still hear stories. Like, I'm right there with the. I'm right there with Anne and and um, 
and with, and with Mark, which is mom and pops. Shout out to you guys. But mom and pops, you're telling me like he would play drums. And to I had to tell him to shut up, you know, yeah. and it, it was just it is yeah. it's a beautiful thing to know because now now we're in his studio, you know now now like 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 my baby is like being being conceived here in the studio and it's a special place now for me, you know it, it just really is because it allows me to be creative, yeah. you know and also what's teaching us now as we're older is like because we're older and we understand that we might have made you know, some made a career of it some didn't it's still I'm still creative I'm nothing ever went anywhere my talent didn't go anywhere my talent just was dormant Branch and into a different direction into, yeah and, and handling the thing handling life but that's what it is to me this podcast is how do we get out of our ghetto you know it's not the ghetto it's how do we get out of our ghetto what, what uh, at our bad decisions at the time that we were like hey man i'm gonna be a knucklehead and i don't know how it's gonna how, i don't know what was gonna come out of this decision but i'm gonna have to fucking figure it out because in the end all you have is to figure it out get me if you're not out there putting it, manifesting it, this is a true story of what it take, what it, what you need to do, or do, or to do what it takes to become that su- that successful like you are right now. You know, it, it has it's just it's just a matter of the repetition and and thinking those things, believing those things, and knowing that you know, like. People who I've been with in the past, people who've dated me, mm-hmm. literally have told me, like, you're fucking crazy. Like, what, what's wrong with you? I, I think but, you need to be a little crazy to fucking but, be artistic. But, but this, is because, yeah, this is because my room was fucking, like, I'd have artwork, you know, like, tattoo artwork, right. drawings. Right. On top of all the drawings, there's notes that I leave to myself. Like, I tape everything to my wall, and it's just like, don't be a piece of shit. Don't go to the bar. You're going to buy a fucking house. Get a fucking house. Hey, don't fucking forget to get a fucking house. You're saving for this. You want this. Remind yourself you need to save for the house. You know what I mean? Like whatever it was that I was trying to get, it was a list of like, you know, like shit that was like mean Those to me. Those are like the loudest notes but, you but, can give to yourself but, but when yeah. you yeah. continue. You know, you know? And, then, and, then, and then like, you know, people coming over ex-lovers and just kind of like hey like are you cool you know like what it do- it doesn't look normal to a lot of people to see shit like that different breed yeah different and breed it's just kind of like yep. no you both are a different and, breed and i try to like, a, explain i feel like that. i'm a different breed i try I'm, to explain you know? that and it just does not translate to some people well yeah and i'm just like no like this is just how this is how things worked with me this is how it works like i just that's how I, think I that's make intriguing. it happen. I think this is in, that's just that's the intriguing part about it. I think that like the reason why I love comedians is because I know I can't do that shit. Oh, yeah. I you know I yeah. just can't. I can't. But and that's why I have so much respect. Like I have so much respect for you as an artist because not only are you an amazing frontman and and a, and a great lyricist, but like just the, what you do with your hands and how steady, uh, kind of steady hand you need Thank to have. You. And just like Thank I understand you. because I do have ink. I understand. I have to respect the art. I have to respect the the you know, the craft. And if not, it wouldn't be tattooing a craft. is such a special thing. It's such a it's special, such thing, a special you know? thing. People should you know like I'm so thankful that I sit down with people that w- from you know from different places now, not just from my neighborhood. From that around I the grew world, up from around the world, around the world. I tattooed. Dying. You know, I did. Whoa. I never thought I would do a ta- I never thought I would go to Japan yet tattoo somebody in Japan. You know what I mean? Like that shit is real. It was crazy. Like I'm kind of just like 
oh shit, like this is. I went from tattooing in my mom's garage for fucking iPods to tattooing somebody across the sea. Like, this is insane. Holy shit. Now you bought a house, dog. But, but uh, you know, moaning your lawn at 11 with an electric. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the middle oh of the I love it, dog. Okay, yeah. yeah. Love it at night. My dad bought Woo! me an electric lawnmower, dude. That's my dude. Dude, shout out to Mr. Garcia, dude. Oh my god. And now I come on my lawn drunk, drunk in the middle of the night. Oh. And my neighbors won't hear me. It's fucking some yep. weird shit. Listen, dude, <laughs> this is this is gonna be an ongoing conversation. This is, yeah. you know, cr- the chronicles of of Aaron the Tattooer Part One. I just want to say thank you, thank you for thank ha- you for coming so out much. here, dude. No. I miss thank you so you much. I love you, dog. Thank you for coming, dude. Thank Heather for me, oh, dude, dude. Yes, thanks to Mrs. Trip for this that. Has been a fucking Heather's blast, amazing dude. Trip, by the way, thank you. Oh, yeah. the yeah, mountain yeah, yeah. was great, dude. Um, this is not the last conversation we're about to hit. Please check him out at Aaron uh, underscore Tattooer, right? Yeah. Yep. And on all platforms, just go to his Instagram, guys. This is a real inspiration. He inspires me still. You know. I'm in the verge of almost getting a home. I'm still adulting, you know. I have my my two kids and my wife will be here March 1st, March 1st, you know. So, but it took planning. It took the loud of the loud the, noise, the loud noise, the loud noise. And, and and the focus. So, um, I really, I know you have you. I know you've inspired somebody today. You know, like I, I didn't oh. know that this this podcast people listen to, but when people from the groups that I uh, follow or something, they hit me up. But they, I'm actually. Gmail, uh, uh, roachesramen at gmail.com people have been actually hitting me up and they're like dude where's the next podcast like you get you know it's, just it's here PB, yeah, it's definitely here and you already heard it yes <laughs> but what i like about it is that it's reaching somebody you know exactly the, people were asking about you then you know you're a little teddy bear already like Aww. it's just you know like P- i like that it, it just goes to show the powerful what 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 type of like really p- knew what kind of asshole I yeah i mean you're our asshole though but I'm just I'm glad that you were a part of the conversation. I'm glad that you know the subscribers are that ha, that has have subscribed that are still following us. Thank you so much for allowing us to continue to yes, be you thank know you very much. to be part of your, you know your day. And if you're out there, come on, man. I'm glad you're getting it. And and also, like we always say, if you haven't called your mama, call your mama. Happy your holidays grandma. and your grandma and everybody. Love you guys. Okay, Merry we'll Christmas. see you guys. Go Merry Christmas. Yourself. Bye. We'll see you soon.